tonight is about helping us to cast a vision for this coming year. And, you know, I don't know about you, but this is one night that I look forward to every year. But this year has been a little bit more challenging. Uh, and that's like the understatement of the year so far. Uh, to be able to try to say, hey, this is what we're doing this year. Uh, with everything that we're still going through, has been an interesting challenge. And, you know, uh, the last several months we have racked our brain over uh, uh, challenges that we've done with COVID. And, you know, and so as we look at this, I told my wife this afternoon, she says, what are you going to talk about? I said, being flexible. I said, because I don't know what else to tell folks. I said, we could print a calendar and then at the end of this year, we'll just take it and burn it like we did for 2020. Uh, but uh, what we want to do tonight is I want to just take some time this evening and remind, uh, be reminded from the Word of God why we're here, uh, our purpose, but also our vision for the coming year. And, uh, and so I'm so excited about sharing with you some of the things that, that we believe that God has for our church in this coming year and some of the burden of our heart uh, from, uh, from God and then from the Word of God as well. And so obviously we love our church I love each of you, and I thank God for you. Each of your lives have been important to us. And we just thank God for the opportunity that God's given us to be in church together. But over the last year, we've been told church is non-essential. It's not as important. But listen, let me just say, I'm not being a naysayer, but I have a problem with that philosophy. Church is essential. And what we're doing here is one of the most important things, is the most important thing that we do. I'm thankful for, uh, for secular work, but I realize that if we don't tend to the work of God, if we don't help others know about the hope that lies in Jesus Christ, we've missed the mark. And so I just want to uh, encourage you, grab your Bible. Uh, I'm going to uh, have you turn to several passages here at the beginning of our message. In Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 18. And so as we look at this question, why is church important? I want to remind you of something that Jesus Christ taught us. And this is a very, uh, this, this passage reminds us uh, of Christ is our foundation uh, for everything that we do. He is the cornerstone on which we are able to build and to continue going fa- uh, forward. And so Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 18, as Jesus is talking to Peter, he says, I say also unto thee that thou art Peter... And upon this rock I will build my church. Not talking about Peter, but himself. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let's stop and pray together this evening. Father, thank you for our church, for this local called out assembly of believers. Lord, we are thankful that you've helped us through this last year uh, to see uh, miraculous things, Lord, from people being saved. And we rejoice in the one that was saved this afternoon. Lord, we thank you for just helping us as only you can help us. We realize, God, that this is your church. It doesn't belong to the preacher or it doesn't belong to anybody else. It's yours. And so tonight we just pray that you'd help us as a body of believers to say, we want to we just go forward together. And so thank you for what you've done, and Lord, uh, and the encouragement you've been to us in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. As we look here in uh, Matthew 16 to verse 18, there's a couple of truths here I just want to build upon very briefly this evening. First off, recognize Jesus is the builder of the church. Psalms 127 reminds us of this same truth, that they labor in vain that build it. It's the Lord that builds His house. We can labor, but without His help, it's worthless. And so let's make sure that we are building His house according to His plan and His will. But just as He is the author and finisher of our faith, we recognize He's the builder of all that is going on and we enjoy today. And so Christ has promised us 
that when, when we're following the Lord, that Satan's attacks cannot withstand. A church, a church can overcome them because we're built upon the rock of Christ. Oftentimes, though, tragically, churches uh, forget this truth. And it's a truth that bears repeating because we can never lose, fact, uh, lose sight of the fact that God's called us to be a lighthouse. God's called us to continue in this generation at this time to reach others with the, uh, the wonderful message of Christ. And so Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, in verse Christ laid the reminds us of the truth that just as, just, uh, just as uh, Christ laid the foundation, that He has called us to build upon that. In 1 Corinthians 3.10, He says, According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. And so as we look to build the church, as we look to go forward, let's take heed how we do this. You know, uh, and many churches choose the direction of the social gospel. I believe that God would have us to, to not be the social gospel as much as He would have us be the biblical gospel. And to be able to continue to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ, the hope, the good news into all the world. And, and so as we recognize Christ is our cornerstone, He's the solid rock in which a church is built. And as the owner and builder of this church, it is within His power and authority to dictate to us what our purpose is. And so the apostles, we see built on this uh, cornerstone, a foundation. And then others have built upon it. And we are the recipients uh, of uh, great men and women of God who have certainly served the Lord over the centuries. But even in our own church, this year in 2021, we will celebrate 50 years as a church. Man, I, I, I'm excited about that. I, I thank God for this opportunity to be able to celebrate 50 years as a church family. And so uh, as we, we look at that, it's just a small amount of time, really, uh, in the scope of, of eternity. But I, I'm also reminded that God is still not done with this. We may be 50, and at 50 we have an option. Uh, what direction we're going to go? We can either sit back and say, listen, God, we're just comfortable with where we're at. Or we can say, God, we're going to press forward. We're going to press toward the mark. And we're going to continue to uh, persevere during this time. Over the centuries, others have built uh, on the foundation. And we've seen churches now that exist on nearly every continent. Local churches are the backbone of God's plan for reaching the world. And so the apostles worked hard to help us uh, help the church go forward uh, and see the church built up. And today we also continue with that same passion, that same purpose, that same vision to help the church go forward. And so we've truly been given a great foundation. I'm thankful I, I miss the Tolberts. They'll be here hopefully soon when they get, uh, get completely over the COVID. And so, uh, but they laid a great foundation for our church. And we're thankful for the dedication and the hard work that they gave us. But listen, God's now called us as a church to continue as well. And say, listen, uh, that generation has come, but what about what happens next? And so God calls us here and says in 1 Corinthians 3.10... But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereon. And so we entered the foundation and the fabric of the foundation. I think about when we laid the, the foundation for this building we're sitting in, the physical foundation. And there was plumbing that went under the, the concrete before it was poured. 
there was uh, gravel that we laid out and we spread it out nice and smooth. And I remember uh, working the tractor and just making sure everything was just nice and smooth so that everything was level. I remember uh, putting in the fabric a, a wire mesh to make sure that everything stayed solid. And when it cracks, because concrete will crack, when it cracked, it would stay together. And just as we invested in that, con that concrete, invested in the foundation of this building, so we invest into uh, the foundation of our church as well. That's through families. That's through discipleship. That's through the, uh, just continuing to care about one another. And so today, we have the privilege of going forward. And so in the words of Paul, let's just take heed. Let's pay attention. Not haphazardly just going forward, but not just kind of coasting. But God, we have a direction, a dedication in this. Because this church is not a church built upon the shoulders of a man, but it's, it's one built upon the shoulders and the back of Christ. And we thank the Lord for Him. And so as a result, uh, we want to share and think through the purpose that God's given us. Every ministry, every activity, everything that we do as a church, we must decide how it fulfills the purpose that God has given us. And, and as, as we still tonight are reeling from the effects of being uh, feeling canceled, maybe feeling trapped, even separated as a church. And let me just say that often these things can leave us feeling defeated. But my hope and desire tonight is that God gives us, allows us to lay out a vision for being able to see our church go forward and see, being able to see our faith renewed in God's desire for us as a church to, to reach out and do greater things for Him. And so as we look at this together, I pray that God would give us a heart of unity a spirit and a desire to work together for this time of rebuilding. Truly, we are in a rebuilding time. And on Sunday nights, I've been preaching through Nehemiah uh, typically, and as we're talking about rebuilding together, you know how essential that is for us right now to seek uh, to rebuild some of the key ministries and minist uh, uh, of the church. If you think back through the last year, almost every major ministry we went through was affected. Every major thing that we did, from discipleship to outreach to Sunday school to every little thing, it was, it was, it, everything was affected by COVID-19. Anymore, it's just, we say, COVID did it, you know. But let me just say that as we rebuild, it will be, it will be a moment that will require all hands on deck. I, I, that's a shipping term for those who don't know. That means in the middle of a crisis, Everyone jumps on board. Everyone grabs the rope. Everyone lends a hand. And together we'll see God do greater things going forward than ever in our past. So let me just pause for a moment and re remind us of our, our purpose. Remind us of the reason that God's put us here. And I don't think we can reiterate this enough. Uh, and I try to keep that before my, my thoughts at all times. The importance of why we're here. Because to do something without having a good explanation oftentimes will leave us without a desire to continue. So let's begin first with Jesus Christ. I've said and quoted this verse often because I'm just, I love the Lord and I'm thankful for His passion for us. But in Luke chapter 19 and verse number 10, He reminds us of His purpose for His own life. He says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. I'm thankful that Christ never, uh, was never uh, side, 
uh, line from that issue. He never said, well, that's a good thing, but I'm going to do this instead. He stayed focused on the purpose of becoming the sacrifice for us. He stayed focused on the purpose of providing salvation for all men. And so in his life, Christ simply stated that his purpose was seek and to save the lost. This is reiterated later in the, in the Great Commission as we think about that. But when he was healing sick, the sick people was for the purpose so that people would be able to believe his claims of deity. When he remained on the cross, it was for the purpose of purchasing the salvation of all mankind. You see, that's why Jesus came. He says, my purpose is to seek and to save the lost. So as a church, we recognize that that was Christ's purpose. And I remind you that he is our supreme example. And so as we think about that, let me just remind you of a couple of great scriptures uh, that, that helps us to be able to generate uh, our purpose as well as a church. And the first of these two is found in Matthew chapter 22, and the second one's in Matthew 28. If you want to turn there with me, you're welcome to join me in those two passages. Matthew 22, and, uh, verse 37, and Matthew 28. So the first of these is, deals with the greatest of the commandments. Jesus Christ makes it very simple. And He emphasizes the importance of these two commandments over all others. Matthew 22, verse 37 says, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Aren't you thankful for that call to love God? And when we truly love God, then it makes everything else fall into line. And it goes on and it says, And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And so he, looked, he shares with us here these two great commandments. Love God and loving others. The second that we see the scripture is in the words of Christ prior to his ascension. And, uh, and after he had risen from the dead, he left us an important instruction as a church. And I remember Bible college, as, as I was there in class, I, we had to memorize this passage. And then they preached us this passage and they reinforced this passage. And we had to use this in discipleship and we used this in personal evangelism. And we used this in all different types of classes we were in. And it was really uh, drilled into our head because it is the purpose of our church. It's the purpose of what Jesus left for us. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. And that's important for us to remember, amen? amen. Think about the, what he's about to say uh, in, in this next verse. And before he says that, he prefaces with the reality that all power is given to me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And so Jesus reminds us of two important, uh, a couple of things here in this passage. First off, He reminds us of His power and His authority to send us out. And then He reminds us at the very end of it, He says, and when you're obeying and when you're obedient as a church, He says, I am with you. And when He's with us, the gates of hell can't prevail against us. And so as a church, our call then is to, is to go into the nations, to go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And the promise is, is that when we're obedient, that God's uh, presence goes with us. Don't you want God's presence? 
I know I do. I know I, and I, when I come to church, I want to meet with the Lord. I, I don't want to just come and pretend. There's a lot of other things in this world that are a lot of fun. And, and I want to come to church. I want to meet with God and have a purpose in this place. And that's to be encouraged, to be able to go out and fulfill the, the great call that He's placed in our life. That's why we assemble. And he says, listen, we're here for a purpose and never lose sight of that. And listen, when you're brokenhearted and, and you feel discouraged, I remind you of Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembly of yourselves together. And, and then he says in the, uh, uh, as well that we can exhort one another, encourage one another, lift up one another. That's why we come together as a family. You know, I, I, I receive a lot of strength uh, just for my daily walk with the Lord from being with my fellow uh, believers in this church. I, I receive uh, just a whole lot of encouragement to be faithful because there are days when, you, when you're tired and you're exhausted or things don't, don't work out right. And I just remind you, I'm reminded of all of the wonderful people uh, that God has allowed me to go to church with and to love and to be encouraged by. And oftentimes it's your presence that encourages us in those moments. Church is essential. And so as we look at Christ, we see His purpose and then His final instruction that He laid for us, we realize that we also have a purpose. It translates to our life. And truly, that is to love God. Amen. That's it. If we could just get that right, then a lot of everything else that we worry about in life is going to fall in line. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse number 10, Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And when we can say, Lord, and Lord, I love you with all my heart, with everything that's within me, then the next things fall in line. But that is our purpose right here at Hillside as we gather together as a church to help people fall in love with the Lord to help people love God above everything else. And that's, that's one of the reasons I miss Sunday school, amen? Those good, those good groups where we can gather together and we can be able to, to gather for the purpose of being able to connect, to communicate, to be able to grow together in the Word of God, to pray together and create relationships. Those things help sharpen me to be more like the Lord and love God. But there's also this reality that God's called us not just to share that, which is to go ye therefore into all the nations and teach the gospel, but also this reality that God calls us to grow together in God's Word. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 28 says, Whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. And so God calls us then to grow together. And this is, this is uh, an exciting thing when we get together uh, and are able to grow in the Lord and so as we look at this, we see this through discipleship. We see this even through our, our Sunday school classes. We see this in our preaching and teaching hours. All of these things help us to grow together in Christ. But we also see that God calls us finally to serve. You know, I'm thankful that God doesn't save us just to park us somewhere. But God calls us for a purpose. Every life in here, God's given you a gift, a reason, a purpose and every one of, uh, of us in here, God is not finished with us yet. I'm reminded of Jeremiah 29 where he reminds us that, that he has a good, a good uh, plan for our lives. Ephesians 4.12 reminds us of this within the church, the church context. He says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. He says, together, he said, well, God has called us to continue to serve one another. 
So if I could just make it simple, it would be to love God, to grow together and serve others. Now that is not unique. If you, matter of fact, if you Google purposes on church, you're probably going to find something similar on almost every church out there. And there's a reason for that, because it comes from Christ. Our call, we are called to love God supremely, to teach others to love the Lord and to serve one another. And so now we come to the point of how do we fulfill this purpose? You know, and I was reviewing 2020, and I was going back through all of the things that I had hoped that God would help us to accomplish, and we were able to see some great things accomplished for the Lord in the last year, and I'm not negating that, but as I looked through that, I also saw some things that I thought, all right, we're going to, I thought at the beginning of the year, we're going to see this happen, and then it never did. But I want to draw you back to our theme from our missions conference, Beyond Borders. And sometimes it seems like uh, life, gets, life gets to where we put up borders. Well, we can't do that because. And we, it, that's impossible. And you don't understand, preacher, it, it, there's COVID. And preacher, you don't understand, there's, there's not this and there's not that. And let me just say that, that God is calling us now to walk by faith and not by sight. I'm going to ask you to, to look in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Maybe you remember it from when we memorized it as a church. But as we looked through this on, in the month of October, uh, we memorized this verse together. But it says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Remember, God is able. He's still God today. He's still the one that is able, that still sits on the throne. And as we look as, at going forward... We, I just want to encourage you about that truth, Ephesians 3.20, that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the same power that worketh in us. And so there's going to be times and, 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 and moments where, man, it just, I don't know how we'll go forward, but listen, I want to trust God and to continue to move forward by faith. Now, we're standing at the beginning of a new year, and I want to just draw on this theme of God's omnipotence because He is always able. But at the same time, as I look ahead, I can be overwhelmed by uncertainty. Amen? And you look at what's going to happen in a few days, what's going to happen in a few months, and you look at all of these things. But this is what I know, that the one who leads us today is the one who's already in tomorrow. And so we can trust Him. We can trust His leadership. And we can be confident in God's ability and work and majesty that is already preparing us for the next steps. And even though we don't always maybe like where God leads us, if we're following Him, we have nothing to fear. And so when, we're, when we face fearful situations, let me just encourage you to put aside the fear and pick up faith, to be faithful. Faithful to believe and faithful to obey. One of my favorite Bible characters is Joshua. Uh, just a tremendous young man of God that God used uh, to do great things. And if you think about his life, we read through the book of Joshua and you look and you think, man, he just had victory after victory. There were some failures, but he had some victories. But if you look at what he inherited from Moses, his life was nothing short of a miracle. And because what he got was sometimes rebellious people uh, that... Although things had become a little bit quiet by the time he took the, uh, the leadership position, he was still uh, faced a lot of different challenges. He was challenged with 
really what seemed like insurmountable obstacles. First, he had to cross the, the Jordan River. He, he looked at the, uh, the Jericho and the walls that were there, and they were, and they were deemed impenetrable. He looked at the great and armies, and matter of fact, people that were greater than he was. And yet, I come back to Joshua 1.9, and this is the promise that God gave him. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. How in the world could God say that? And this is the clarifier. This is the thing that justifies us. He says, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. You know what? When we look forward, we may think, Pastor, you're crazy. Uh, Maybe I am. I've been accused of that. My wife will tell you that that's probably true. But I want to just challenge you to be reminded that when we walk by faith and not by sight, God's promises never fail us. He promises to walk with us in the valleys. He promises to walk with us in those times of uncertainty. He promises His presence. And I'll remind you of Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. He says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I shall not fear what man shall do unto me. And so let us move forward by faith, trusting and believing. Faithful in that we are full of faith, trusting God but also obedient in our faithfulness. Now, obviously, the last year, I'm going to look back briefly as we look forward, but through the last year we faced some some very difficult decisions. I'll just say one of the hardest things I've ever done is to call people and say, don't come to church. Well, it broke my heart in March, about March 17th or 18th, when all of this came out and we had to suspend in-person services, we scrambled. I remember Jennifer and I and Bill and working in the office and others that just, just came along beside and we just scrambled trying to keep our church together. I said, we've got to do everything we can so that we don't lose connections with our people. Eventually, we got to move to parking lot services and then to some limited in-person services and I tell you, it has been a, a, a whirlwind of a year as we, as we have tried to move forward by faith. But, but despite the challenges that, God faith, that we faced, we saw God do incredible things. I remind you that we saw a miracle this year. Multiple miracles, actually, beside the salvation of souls, which we always rejoice over. But we saw God pay off our building. I don't know if you understand that, but I don't want to get over the miracle that God provided for us in the midst of a pandemic when our worship was limited, when our attendance was smaller. God provided miraculously for our church. Let us not forget and miss the miracle that God provided and be reminded that if God did that then, He's not going to forsake us if we move forward by faith tomorrow. But God's given us some wonderful new families some that have joined recently, some that have been worshiping with us, and I thank God for them. And I thank God, if you're here tonight, I thank God for you. And overall, you know, though, I get a sense that if we're not careful, it's easy to neglect the greatest of all calls that we've been given in our life. I feel like I told, was sharing with some of our folks not long ago. I said, you know, through this last year, I feel like we were trying to reach out and go forward. And then all of a sudden, everything went crazy and we went instantly into protect mode. Well, now God is saying, listen, now it's time to reach out. 
It's time to move forward, move beyond those borders of just us, uh, you know, protecting, but instead moving on the offensive to share the gospel of Christ with the lost. The most basic facts about Christianity is that we share our love of God with others because we're commanded to, because it is the good news. We want everyone to hear this great news. And, and yet through this last year, we had to focus on just trying to preserve more than anything else. And so this year, it's been my heart and my burden that we already begin to renew our passion for souls. Wednesday nights, we've been already uh, just focusing on that on, uh, through our new series entitled, Let Your Light So Shine. But we want the world to see and hear the message of the gospel. And that begins at our property line. Now think about your property line at your home. Think beyond that is your mission field. Who is your neighbor right next door to you? Who is your neighbor across the street? And God says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And so, as a, uh, so I just want to encourage you as a church that God's called us to see that our mission field is still waiting for us. And God is still calling us to, to have a burden for the lost. Throughout the coming year, we're going to try some different things. Uh, some new ways to be able to share the gospel of Christ. And I'll be honest with you, some of them may fail. But you know, we've got to try. Amen. We're going to continue to do some, of the, some things that we know uh, have been and received well. We're going to continue to try to, to reach out into our community uh, through passing out some water bottles in the summertime and the springtime, through even a hot chocolate in the, in the Christmas parades this coming fall. Some things that will help us to be able to demonstrate the love of Christ to others, like, uh, like loving on some of our church family and just being able to demonstrate Christ's love. And by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Mail outs in our community, track distri distribution, but really, more than anything else, I remind you that God is, is calling us as a church to take a personal responsibility to share the gospel of Christ. I want, to, I, want to catch, I want you to help catch a vision with me. And this is something I've been praying over for the last uh, several months as we enter into the new year, that everyone wins one. Amen. Me and you... And every one of us has that vision to win one person to Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you pray that God would let you be that mouthpiece? Would you pray that God would help you to go forward and reach this generation for Christ? Could you imagine in the next year if all of us was able to bring one person we've led to the Lord into church next year? Amen. What a difference that would make in this sanctuary. What a difference it would make in our church to breathe and see new life and to see God do great things. May our, our, our vision, our focus, our desire be to that it makes it hard for our generation to go to hell. But we see that God's also called us to rebuild lives. People are the most important thing that God has called us to do and to care for. And so I'm thankful for the lives that God gives us from the youngest to the oldest. And this last year we had to shut down Sunday school. And then there was, of course, the elderly ministry that we, uh, we were involved in multiple different uh, nursing home ministries. And those things had to be canceled. But I just want to remind you that as, as the door opens, we're going to be back in those things. We're going to continue to go forward there. But, but even more than that, my, I have a burden that God would help us to restart our Sunday school. That God would help us to continue to invest in lives. Truly, the gospel is the greatest hope of all time. Discipleship. Uh, I, I remember last year we were able to begin and renew our discipleship ministry. 
It started in 2003. Boy, things seem to, uh, you know, after time, things taper off a little bit. So we kind of breathed some new life into it right in January of last year. And boy, things were going good, and then March happened. Amen. And I'm thankful for those that were able to finish. I think of uh, Sister Florence over there who was able to finish with her disciples. Brother Jim and Tammy finished with their disciples. Uh, not quite. They're working on it. All right, so we're working on it. There was someone else that finished and it eluded me at the moment. But I know that some have worked hard to help their disciples finish. But it didn't, it, it, you know, so, but we've encountered some struggles. This year, we want to once again invest in lives so young Christians can be discipled and new Christians can be discipled. I'm also really excited about Sunday school. And I'm going to share something with you tonight that, uh, that it's our prayer that God would help us to move forward in this and give you some timeline. I know a lot of people ask me, when is it coming back? Amen. Amen. So you want to know when it is? Yes, All right, praise the Lord. I'll tell you later. <laughs> just kidding. Let me just say that one of the things that I love about Sunday school is it gives us a place to connect with people. It gives us an opportunity to study God's Word and grow together. And so, uh, so we desire then to move forward in that. And I know that this is going to be, uh, for some it's going to be difficult no matter which direction we go. And please, I ask you that as we go forward that we show grace one to another. Uh, we've got to have grace whether, you, whether we agree or don't agree or no matter what it is because we're the body of Christ. But as we desire to love one another, as we desire to love our, our church through connecting together, we want to launch Sunday School on February 14th. And that's just one month away. And so we're excited about this opportunity with brand new, cla uh, new uh, with classes for our adults, classes for our children, uh, classes that would help our, ch our church to be connected. Listen, it is so important for us to continue to move forward in this time. And so the question is going to naturally happen, well, well what does that mean? Well, quite honestly, it will mean uh, the ceasing of the 9 o'clock service on February 7th. The, the February 7th will be the last 9 o'clock service we have. We'll have it, and then February 14th will be 10 o'clock Sunday school and 11 o'clock will be church. That will allow us to bring our church back together, uh, which I don't know about you, but I have missed. Amen. Missed the opportunity to be together. And so it will no longer be a divided congregation. And we'll recognize we're not out of the woods, but it's important that we continue to try to go forward as a church. So please be in prayer about February 14th. Also, there's some things that you can do to help. First off, we recognize that, that, um, that we, we don't ever, are, are never going to be a, a mask police, social distancing police. I believe in personal responsibility. Uh, and not having to be a nanny state. And so I'm going to ask you to be uh, very respectful for those who are around you. There are some people that are still very vulnerable and susceptible to the virus, and we want to encourage you to, to remain vigilant and continue to, uh, to care for one another by masking, by being careful, uh, and those things. This has been a, a very difficult, very difficult road. But I know that we're coming uh, through this together, and as we have grace and demonstrate that to one, to one another, God's going to do a great thing on the other side. 
So that's some of the big things, you know, we're looking forward to that. I don't know about you, but I, I miss, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about Sunday school. We actually, uh, because, the, because of the longing for connection, because of what it is, our adult Sunday school, uh, we're going to uh, name it Connection Groups. What this is going to allow us to do is be able to connect one together and be able to have that opportunity to have that love and that essential, and that, those things for one another. Also, we... Uh, over the last year, some other ministries have, have struggled. And so we're hoping to see some of these revitalized as well. And obviously, I can't lay it all out in one service, but you will hear more about this as we go forward. But hospitality is something that is needed in a growing and vibrant church. And so it's essential that we be intentional about sharing the love of God with others. And so as we go beyond the borders and the, the challenges we're facing, we want to encourage one another, once again, a meal train. I talked to Sharon yesterday as I visited with them in their home. And she said, Pastor, we're ready to do this again. I said, praise the Lord. And so she says, I need volunteers. And and so if you'd like to help encourage others through the meal train, see her. Uh, she's, a, she's a great lady to talk to, uh, and, uh, and she's a lot of fun, and she will help get you signed up and what you need to be able to be a part of helping others through this time. There are other ministries that uh, we care about, our, our greeters, our safety team, those things. Uh, we still need uh, some help in those areas. And uh, I know the car care ministry was a blessing to many of our folks. And so as we go forward, those are some of the things that we want to be intentional about showing the love of God to those around us. But also, uh, let me just say, we love our teachers at Hillside. I think for those who invest so much behind the scenes without hardly any recognition, many times that they, uh, many of you have taught my children and have helped them to grow to love God. And this year we want to invest in your lives through a Growing Together conference. We tried to do it last year, but COVID uh, had hindered that. And so we want to strengthen the unity, help build the spirit of our church, and also make plans together during a time of refreshment and renewal. Now, I'm going to transition just a little bit from building lives to building buildings. Uh, I'm thankful for the buildings God given us. Uh, this is uh, this is a, a great building. Uh, if you take a little walk into our older building, you will find it's not as great as it once was. Uh, 1993, we began construction on the old chapel, what we call the chapel now. And we had great plans and hopes for that building, and it was truly a gift from God. Uh, we spent about $220,000 and was able to, to build uh, an upper, upstairs and downstairs building that would seat 220 people. And it was such a blessing to our church, uh, and, uh, and it has served us well until about 2009. When we completed this building, we moved in here. That building has since just basically sat just like it was. We haven't done any changes. It still has the same paint from 1994. And so it is obvious when you walk in there that uh, it's, like, uh, it's a really neat mix of retro and old school and so we're hoping to bring it out of the 90s and into the 2000s this year. Hopefully the 2020s. So it will need some, some uh, major repair uh, in the building. There are some cracks and some damage in the sheetrock uh, that we will have to have repaired. Uh, and so uh, there's the, the flooring is obvious, uh, one of those things. Looking at replacing flooring, replacing the seating with something that's more updated that could be multi-use. Uh, and then creating a fun, safe place for our children to come and learn about Christ. 
And so this is where our children meet every Sunday and every Wednesday together. And so this is the new Hillsides Kids Club. I think I've got a picture of kind of a, a rendition here, creating a, a space that would uh, be welcoming for our kids with puppets and different things, uh, as well as uh, something that would give a little life into that room. And so we're looking forward to that opportunity and being able to just to, to help our children come to know and love Christ. That's what we care about. And then the foyer, redoing the foyer, making it a little safer, and recognize none of us on staff are architects. None of us on, uh, and I did not solicit Brother Greg, uh, but none of us on staff are artists, although Brother uh, Corey did a good job of drawing it. Uh, but uh, anyways, as you look here, a check-in place for our safety, for our children, and different things like that on the outside. And so that is our desire there as we move forward, uh, that it would be a fun, safe place for our kids as they come and learn about Jesus Christ. We also desire to continue to improve our safety. Over the last year, we improved our live stream, and that was essential. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and it made it a lot easier to watch from home. But we also recognize when we come that we need to in, improve the safety of our building. And we've done that uh, progressively through the years, but it kind of has hit a stalemate. And so now we're looking at doing some major uh, improvements in the safety. Uh, we were able to procure a grant that would help us pay for some of the expenses to the church to, so that this place remains a safe place to worship, in, installing brand new uh, 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 video cameras, uh, magnetic locks, and some of those things are things that will help our church stay safe in case there is a, some sort of a, a tragic event. We can be prepared and planned for that. But also... In this, in this uh, picture a while ago, we showed you, we showed a piano that looks like one of these two in, in, the, in the chapel. I'm just going to put a bug out there because we also desire to increase and make our, our worship better. And this piano has served our church well since 1994. And this piano has served our church well since 2009. But they're both digital pianos. Uh, neither one of them are real pianos. Uh, I am very burdened that as a church that we have a real piano in our worship service. And so as we look at redoing that facility, taking the older piano, moving it into, uh, into the chapel area, and then enhancing our worship experience here with a, uh, a real piano in our sanctuary. And so I don't know if that thrills you, but it thrills me. And I'm excited about God has given us the ability to move forward. And, you know, we're, we're living in a world where it seems like the world has lost its grip on reality. And right has become wrong and wrong has become right. And 2 Timothy 3 reminds us and warns us that in the last days perilous times shall come. But we don't know when those days will end. And so I, my burden is that God helps us to continue to move forward by faith. Sharing the gospel, investing in discipleship, helping us as a church to have a burden uh, to get back to, to teaching and growing together and serving one another. And as much as uh, any other time in the history of the world, we see that the reality of the last days are here. And so let us be fervent in these last days. And let us continue to carry the gospel forward and let us not grow callous toward the things of, of God in this time. And so as we look at this, let us see that God's given us a glorious opportunity and God's given us a beautiful, uh, another, a new day to be able to serve him and share Christ and to be able to say, listen, this is the day that God's called us to shine because the darker the night, the brighter the light. 
That when seems so, things seem so dire, that's when people are seeking and searching for God. This afternoon, I spent quite a bit of time on the phone with a, a young man who's, whose family has fallen apart. I'm telling you, people are looking for answers today. And we have the answers. And let's make this building a beautiful place. Let's make our hearts a beautiful place for people to see and to know and to hear the Word of God. And may we be the light in this time and in this community. Today, God is seeking a people. He's seeking a church who would be worthy to stand in the gap. I think of Aaron of old who stood between the dead and the living and he is looking for people who say, listen, I'll dedicate myself in these last days to love the perishing, to seek the dying. I will dedicate myself to, to help teach those young ones and to, to be a part of the ministry and to be a part of the going and the sharing and, and the growing together in Christ. You see, our hope of reward is not necessarily going to be found this side of heaven but our hope of reward is going to be worth it. I think of that old song, Brother Greg, it will be worth it all when we see Christ. And as we look at all the, the challenges we face, none of the challenges are bigger than the God that we serve. Greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. And so as we look at all of this, may I remind you that tonight God is calling us to move forward. God is saying, listen, Hillside, it's, it's not time to just to, to coast, but in tide, instead it's time to, to, to set a course and to move forward for Jesus Christ. And even now, God is looking even for the saints to arise to say, listen, God, I want to follow you. I want to serve you. I want to dedicate my life to you in this moment. Remind you to call you back to Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. This is the kind of faith that we need today to go forward. It's a walk of God's people that says, I walk by faith, not by sight. We're not, we're not trusting what we see, but what we believe. And may we gather courage and strength uh, from the truth that God is near us as we choose to walk with him as we choose to encourage one another, as we choose to go forward by Christ, with Christ, to see beyond the borders requires that we see not what we can do, but what God can do. So let us seek to help rebuild. Let's seek to help to throw, put our hands to the work. As Nehemiah called those workers and said, listen, it's time to rebuild. It's time to invest. It's time to go forward. And so it is at Hillside today. God is calling and saying, listen, would you be part of this great work that's before us? It's not something that's going to be cast on the wayside, but instead something that says God is calling us even now to stand up and say, God, I will arise. I will put my hands to the work and put my hands to the plow. And Lord, I want to be a part of the great things that you have in store because I believe some of the God's greatest blessings are ahead for us when we step out by faith and walk by, uh, walk by faith.